Hello and welcome. Here to Lead is for leaders who are looking for practical insight and hands-on tools and advice on how to unleash the power in their leadership to get things done. I'm your host, Kelly Barkabas. Let's get started. Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Whether you need a way to get out of conversations you're not ready to have or don't have time to have, or perhaps you're not done with that project your boss gave you, sometimes the best thing you can do is buy time. Buying time is an authentic skill and tool that allows you to disappoint someone in your circle of influence with grace, maturity, and professionalism. It saves face for you as a leader, protects your personal brand, while also giving you time to breathe so you can thoughtfully engage with people and projects in a way that works well for everyone. In our last episode, I introduced this mini-series on communication and gave some background on it, so you can go ahead and listen to that previous episode if you missed it. In this series, I am sharing my top lessons from this one-on-one coaching I had with a man named Jacob Weisberg, who published a book in the 90s called, Does Anybody Listen? Does Anybody Care? And my goal is to make these lessons relevant to the things we struggle with today. Today I want to talk about buying time. What is it, why do we need it, and how do we use it? So let's start with what is it. Buying time is simply delaying or deferring a conversation or communication exchange to a time when you can be fully present and be an active listener. It is a tool that allows you to always be an engaged leader in spite of all the fires burning around you and deadlines looming. It allows you to always appear available to those that need you in a way that reassures them they are important to you. The same tool can be used to react to missed deadlines or requests or even crises that blow up around you that you just can't get to right away. It is a simple concept, but it can be easy to forget about it in the heat of a moment when emotions are running high or stress is in high gear or you feel pulled in too many directions or maybe put on the spot in a meeting. Why do we need this skill? Well, as leaders, our reputation and how we are perceived is important to us. Our personal brand is always on display and at stake throughout your day. You have key moments where you can support or build that brand or chip away at it. In episode 25, we talked about key moments in leadership, so you can go back and listen to that if you've missed it. We've all experienced those moments when we have something really important to say, but the person we're talking to is distracted, looking at their phone or screen or typing email or walking down the hall, and we offer to come back, but they insisted for us to stay and speak. So we deliver our message and walk away, but never really felt heard. It's not a good feeling. It's not a nice feeling. Nobody likes that. So if you want your people around you that you interact with to feel heard when they talk to you, you need to be able to listen. And if you cannot listen the way you should and need to, that's where this skill and tool of buying time is really impactful. We all want to be heard. And when we're going through the effort of communicating, we want to know that the person that we're talking to hurt us. My husband and I watch a lot of cooking shows, and when I was younger, I was a waitress, and I worked in the kitchen for a time, and... You know, a restaurant kitchen is one of the most high-pressure, stressful places that you can work in. There's a lot of people 
doing a lot of different things. There's a lot happening and there's a lot of egos, a lot riding on everyone communicating and doing the job they're supposed to do. Everybody's got a piece of the process to get that dish prepared and out the door to the customer um, so that it looks good and tastes good and is hot when the customer gets it, right? And even with all of this happening and all these people running around, there is clearly someone in charge. And it's usually a head chef or, you know, a kitchen manager who's giving commands. And it's very important in this stressful, high-paced, noisy situation, they need to know that you heard them. So it's very common for the head chef to give commands quickly to the team and for the team to respond with, heard chef. And that simple uh, two-word answer just lets the boss know that that you heard what they told you. And then he can move on to the next thing that he's got to worry about. As leaders, we don't want to be tossed to and fro, bouncing from demand to demand, never really taking the time to thoughtfully engage with people. You don't want to build a reputation as a scatterbrain or a grumpy person, or you definitely don't want a reputation where people don't know what to expect from you. Are you going to bite their head off if they approach you? Are you in a good mood or a bad mood? This skill, this buying time skill, allows you to maintain composure and be consistent in your communication, even when the sky is falling or the place is burning down around you or you feel like you're drowning. I've worked with and for people before and I encountered this. They were unpredictable. When they were good, they were great. But when they were stressed or rushed or under deadline or there had been some bad news or bad result, they would turn on you vile, mean. They were a different person. And I can remember when I was in those situations and worked for people like that and in a culture like that, you almost felt, I always likened it to being in an abusive relationship or, you know, living with an abusive person where you never knew if they were going to hit you or hug you. And that's not healthy, right? That's toxic. Nobody wants to work in a culture like that. And you certainly don't want to be that person. So that is why we need to understand this skill so that our emotions and stress don't get the best of us. Uh, It also is a skill that allows you to protect your time. And we learned early on in this Here to Lead podcast and series that One of the key things that we need to do in order to make sure we're executing strategy like we should be is to protect our time. And uh, I talked about it in episode seven, which was a while ago now, but you can go back and find it. And this skill definitely is a way to protect your time. So that's what it is. That's why we need it. Now let's talk about how we do it. There are four simple steps to buy time. When you are in a situation where you need to buy time with someone, the first thing you want to do is use their name. Someone wants you to listen to them, but you can't. You're going to disappoint them. The one word that puts the other person in the best frame of mind to receive that disappointment, or perhaps the only way to interrupt them in a positive way, is to say their name. Saying their name validates them, and it gets them in the best possible frame of mind so they actually feel good about you disappointing them and putting them off to another time. 
Number two, say something nice. Keep that positive frame of mind going and reassure them they are important to you. And this is a good strategy whether they report to you or or if they are your boss or another senior leader in the organization, a colleague or a friend. You know, number one, use their name. Number two, say something nice. And it doesn't have to be something really over the top. It can just be, Kelly, nice to see you today. Or Kelly, uh... TGIF, man, right? Good thing it's Friday. Or, hey, I haven't seen you in a while. How are you doing? Something like that. Just, you know, say their name, use their name, say something nice. Number three, tell them why. Tell them why you can't engage right now. People will understand. Just be honest. I'm super busy. I'm a little stressed out. I have this deadline looming. I need to get this to my boss in the next 30 minutes. Whatever it is. Just be honest. Tell them why you can't engage right now. It's okay to be vulnerable. You know, and sometimes maybe you just can't because you're in overload, overwhelm mode, and you need a minute. You need a minute to breathe. Something just happened that really shook you, whether it's personal or work-related. And maybe just there's, there's really no big tangible reason other than you need a minute to gather yourself. Just be honest. Say, you know what? Kelly, good to see you. Thanks for stopping by. I need a few minutes to myself right now. Could I call you in 20? Something like that. So use their name, say something nice, tell them why. And then the fourth step is to make a plan. When can you listen? When will you have time for them? Super simple. I'll call you in 20. Can we catch up first thing tomorrow? Can you uh, put a meeting on my calendar? My Outlook calendar is up to date. Go ahead and schedule some time with me. Whatever it is, just make a plan with that person. And if you do those four things, use their name, say something nice, be honest and tell them why you can't engage right now, and then make a plan to hear them at some point in the future, that person, whether it's a staff member or your boss, will walk away feeling good about the exchange they just had with you. They will walk away thinking, Wow, okay, she's super busy, but she cares about me. She wants to hear what I have to say. Great, buying time is better than being a part-time listener. If you cannot look away from your phone, your screen, or on your way to a meeting or under deadline that you cannot delay, buying time is the best option that you have. And we're going to walk through some examples here. When do you use it? How do you use it? You can use it Again, when you have someone who wants to give you an update, who needs to talk to you, who is checking in on a project, you can also use it for those people that we all know in the office who maybe want to just want five minutes of your time to gossip, to tattle, to complain. Maybe they're just being needy or they're interrupting you. You also have the people who like to just show up your at your door and stand there, right? We call them the lurkers. There's the rambling talkers who, you know, you see them coming down the hall and you turn and run the other way, not because you don't like them or uh, don't value what they have to say, but you just know that you need an hour to talk to them because it's going to go on and on and on and on and you just don't have an hour right now. So you avoid them, right? But if you can master this skill, you can handle all of those situations. Let's say you are sitting at your desk and one of your staff members shows up at your door. You don't want to look up because you don't want to be interrupted, but you can feel their presence, right, at, at your door. And But if you don't get this report done today, your boss is going to be ticked off. You have to leave by six to get to your son's game. So what are your options? 
Now you could say something like, hey, what's up? What do you need? And so you're sort of inviting them to talk, but then you keep working and you don't look up. They spit out their message and then walk away feeling like you were never really interested in them and they don't feel heard. So, hey, what's up? What do you need? I mean, yeah, you're acknowledging them, but you're kind of doing it in a way that's very dismissive and rushed and kind of rude, right? You could say something like, can't talk right now. Come back later. Or you could just keep your door closed all day, right? I've seen people who do that. I've probably been guilty of it myself, closing the door when I just can't have any interruptions. But, you know, keeping your your door closed all the time also sends a message about who you are as a leader. So we like to have that open door policy and feeling in our departments and in our organizations. If this happened to you, you could say, hi, Sue, good to see you. I really want to hear about your issue, but I have to get this report done as soon as possible. Could I make time for you first thing tomorrow? Maybe it took you a few seconds longer to get that sentence out in a really calm and friendly way. But imagine if you're Sue, you're going to walk away feeling really good about that. Now, what about in today's world, especially if you're working remotely, even if you're not, we have these instant messaging systems, right? Whether it's a chat in Teams or Slack or whatever instant messaging tool you're using in your organization. We have emails, we have texts and phone calls that come through. Now, what do you, you know, and everybody expects in this instant message type world, they expect you to respond, right? They expect you to be online in the system and, you know, they want a response. So when you get a request for engagement through one of those methods, your options are you could ignore it, right? If it is a phone call, you can let voicemail manage that and answer it. And that's probably a better option than to answer the phone and then be pissed off that you answered the phone and annoyed that they're calling you. I mean, I've done that, right? I feel obligated to answer my phone and then I answer it and hear who it is and what the conversation's going to be about. And then I get really annoyed and I might be really short or grumpy with that person. If you really can't be an engaged listener, even on the phone, let it go to voicemail and call them back when you can give them your time. When it's an email or an instant message, you could say their name. Hey, Kelly, how's it going? I'm acknowledging receipt of your message, but I plan to respond tomorrow. Is that okay? Or you could say something like, Tim, is it okay with you if I respond tomorrow? I'm in the middle of something. You could ask follow-up questions to determine if this is something you should drop everything for. You know, maybe their crisis trumps the crisis that you're in. So you could say something like, I got your message, Sue. Thanks for looping me in. Is this particular issue preventing you from moving forward today? Are you still able to service customers, get the orders out, get your project done? Or can I get back to you later? You don't want your team stuck and not able to move forward on something. So they're sitting there twiddling their thumbs until you get back to them. So you might want to get some more information. But those are all different ways that you can delay a really thoughtful response until you have time to do it. Now, let's say you have back-to-back meetings and someone stops you in the hall and wants to talk. This happens all the time, right? You could just blow right by him and say, sorry, not now. You could say something really passive-aggressive like, oh, must be nice to have time to talk and eat lunch, not me. Going to my next meeting, back-to-back. Or you could ignore them. 
blow right by, don't make eye contact, keep your head down looking at your phone or something in your hand, right? That's another strategy we've all used. Or you could see that person coming, let them stop you and just say, Hi, Melissa. Thanks for finding me. I need to get to my next meeting, but I really want to hear about this. Can you stop by my desk at three? And again, yes, you had to stop and do that. And if if Melissa says, no, I really need to tell you now, you can say, you know what? I have to get to this meeting before it starts. Can you come by it? Can it wait till three? Or is this really a crisis that needs immediate attention? Ask a clarifying question. But um you know, that last option really is going to give you the outcome that you want and protect your reputation. Let's say your boss calls you or shows up at your desk, wants to know if you finish that deck for the board meeting next week. Now, a lot of times when our bosses reach out to us and we haven't been able to get to something they need from us, it causes stress and overwhelm, right? And it usually we haven't gotten to it yet because we are just inundated and buried with putting out fires, with our day-to-day responsibilities, with other crises that have come up, other deadlines, right? And sometimes we don't always want to share that with our boss because we always want to appear available and able and willing to do whatever they need, which is great. But instead of letting ourselves getting to that place of overwhelm and just avoiding our boss or getting annoyed with our boss or feeling used and abused, if they check in on that deck for the board meeting next week, you know, we could deal with it. So so your options are to say, I haven't gotten to it yet. Or you could say, nope, working 60 hours already. I'll get to it. Again, a little passive aggressive jab at your boss. You could say, oh, shoot, forgot all about it. I'll do it right now. Or you could say, Sarah, I know you need this to prepare for the board next week. Could I buy some time and get it to you before the weekend? Or Sarah, how are you? How was Sam's soccer game last night? I need to buy some time on that report. I will get it to you so that you have time to prepare before the board meeting. Does Tuesday work? Let's say you are deep in conversation with someone and another member of the team shows up and interrupts you in order to give you their message because they're leaving early for the day. That scenario can be really annoying to both parties, right? You're already in conversation with someone. You're trying to be an active listener. The person that you're talking to wants to tell you something. And so both of you get annoyed when an interrupter shows up and feels like they're more important, right? And when you interrupt in that situation, that's what you're really telling both of those parties. I'm more important than you, so I can just weasel my way in here to whatever's going on and you should pay attention to me. So now you could lose your cool, get pissed off that they're interrupting, or you could ignore them. Or you you could pause for a moment with the person that you're talking to. Excuse me for a moment. Joan, thanks for finding me, but I really need to finish this conversation with Jim. I know you need to get out of here. Can we chat first thing? What a great way to kind of, you know, let Jim know who you were talking to, that he's the most important person to you right now, and you're not going to drop him just because Joan showed up. But you're also letting Joan know that you recognize she is leaving for the day and she's got something important to tell you. So everybody wins in that situation. And that's really what the skill is all about. 
The practice of buying time keeps all parties feeling good. The truth is, we get stressed and annoyed with the constant barrage of questions and feeling like we always have to be available. And as leaders, that is part of the deal. You are there to provide direction, settle disputes, answer questions, set priorities. You've got to coach your team so that they can stay productive and keep working and keep moving the projects forward and keep the business moving forward. But it can also be draining, time-consuming, and keep you from getting the work done you need to get done. So buying time, this tool, you can use to always give people your full attention And if you can in that moment, you wait until you can. This will set you apart as a leader. Instead of all of us being victim to interrupting conversations, we can take back our power and control every interaction we have in a positive way. Buying time keeps you from being rushed and saying something you might regret later or making the wrong decision without the proper amount of time to evaluate. Look for opportunities this week to use this skill, to use this tool, and remember, that when we need to buy time, number one, use their name, number two, say something nice, number three, tell them why, and number four, make a plan. I hope this lesson was just a quick reminder for you on how important this skill is. I appreciate your time today. Thanks for tuning in. You can find more information at kellybargabas.com. You can find all the past episodes. You can listen on Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever podcasts are found, you can listen. Remember, if you do live in the Syracuse area on September 24th from 1 to 3, I will be at the Barnes & Noble in DeWitt with my new book, Here to Lead. Thanks for your time today. We'll talk soon. 